0: And stay tuned. Coming up next is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. Loretta decided to take the day off. So until then, we're encoring a show back from December. She did with Kim Chesney and joined the intuition revolution.
1: Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul and awaken the consciousness into the magical realm of December. Woohoo! Woo. Benny, we're here. We're here.
0: We we're here. Are.
1: We're here. We we're I'm on the countdown. I'm on the countdown. <laughs>
0: 2021 can not taste so much sweeter. On. It's right there. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Baby, get here.
1: We're ready for you. <laughs> After 2020, we can do anything. Is that the best you got? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I sometimes feel like, you know, there's a picture of of a woman standing in front of the ocean and the ocean's like Wah. she's like is that the best you got
2: right you know
1: (laughs) anyway be careful what you ask for Mm, (laughs) i love the wind and the rain in my hair but you know anyway uh hello good morning everybody i've got a great show for you today and just a reminder i'm the owner of reiki oasis located right here in the greater seattle area for the last 26 years yep 26 that's right i know it happens And we've got lots of good stuff coming up. I do have a Reiki masterclass this Saturday for just a couple of people. And uh, next year, I'm hoping to bring those classes back in person. And you can find out more about me, my schedule, my classes at reikioasis.com. You can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. And of course, on the 19th of this month of December, I have my monthly class with women. Called the temple of the divine feminine and we're going to be right in that energy of the winter solstice and oh well you know the christmas star i'll talk more about that in a minute and i hope you can join us we've been doing our sessions through zoom and it's really working it's it's kind of fun because i can see everybody's faces and everybody else can see everybody's faces. and
0: Which we are doing um, right now, Loretta. We are doing right yeah. now. I can
1: see your face. And I can, I can see, see my your guest face. face. I
0: know. I can
1: see your face. It's amazing technology, but, right? Why does that sound like a song? I can I, see your face.
0: I, uh, the but, keep
2: weekend. That's probably what, what it is. is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah, who
1: knows? And then just a reminder that every Sunday at 11, you can have a meditation, Sunday meditation with Loretta, and it's just a once a week check-in. It's a it's a stop for a moment, catch your breath, exhale, have a lovely experience, and sort of reset yourself, the um, thereby donations so it's $0 to $22, but... Please join me. If you cannot be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the meditation, you just need to let me know and I'll send you a recording. It's that easy. And then you'll have a bunch of things you can listen to that hopefully will uplift you as as you go through your life. So as I said, we're in the magical momentous month of December twenty twenty. Fasten your seat belts because it starts to get really wonderfully delicious from here on out. Today is December 10th, I think. At first, I thought you were going to so. say bumpy. Yep. Because
0: usually you say, you know, get your seat belts ready and all that. It's going to be bumpy. Now you say delicious, so it's a totally different vision. You know what? I'm... It's all in the <laughs> all perspective,
2: isn't it, Mr. Right. Betty?
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm with you on that one. If I got to... Settle down a little bit. <laughs> like the wind and the rain could be
1: messing up my my mascara, or I could be like, yeah, this is glorious. So you know, there's a little bit of that in there, it's just saying. So anyway, today I think is December 10th, because I've lost track of time. We have a powerful event today. Pluto, the planet of death and rebirth is squaring Eris, the planet of strife and discord. So these two may trigger volatile energy that's really just here to help us grow. Um, I've been talking to people a lot lately about our comfort zone and we love our comfort zone. Oh, we're sort of outside of our comfort zone. So maybe we could get comfortable with change. Don't say that, Loretta, just don't say it. But you might just ask yourself, how am I being called to step up and grow through this? Because that's really what it wants you to do. And then Saturday is a big major event, the 1212 Portal. That's December 12th. The 1212 Portal opens on Saturday. There's a lot of people doing meditations and all kinds of things. And it sets off a whole series of sky events for the rest of this month that's literally going to catapult us into 2021. Because that's so really like what I said, looks- Saturday is the 1212 Portal, the final gateway of the year and the preparation for the winter solstice codes that will activate your light body or your Merkabah. And Mer means light, Ka means soul, and Ba means body. So we're talking about your light soul body. And of course, that's from Egyptian mystical teachings. And this is your true form. And it's what must be activated in order to achieve what they call is ascension. Now, we can use these light codes for healing and clearing. And right now, we are in the process of clearing out a way of a lot of old density. And I call it all that stuff in the closet and under the bed that you haven't looked at in a long time. Whew. It's kind of crawling out. You have to look at it. We're shoveling it out. And boy, does it feel good to get rid of it. This is going to continue throughout the month. Now, this has been a really odd week for a lot of my clients, so don't concern, get too concerned if I tell you it's simply the lull before the storm, because we are going through an evolution of consciousness, and we are literally integrating many upgrades very rapidly. So sometimes that makes you feel physically kind of off or emotionally kind of off, um, but just 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 know we're going to come back around. It's going to be okay. The real change is occurring within you as your DNA is activating. And those things you brought with you, those gifts, you know those things? Those things are being activated too because we're entering into a time of living from our deepest spiritual heart. And it's going to guide us forward. And that's one of the reasons I'm so glad my guest is here today. So you may be having spiritual experiences, intense dreams, deja vu, surreal feelings. Am I in a matrix? Where am I? And your intuitive gifts are probably getting an upgrade. You're probably becoming more sensitive. So it's important that you're doing what you can do to let the universe guide you. Pay attention to the signs you are receiving. On Sunday, December 13th, we're going to see the Geminides. And this is not your typical meteor shower. Our planet is passing passing through a lot of dust and debris. So expect fireballs and even blue, yellow, red, and green shooting stars. I hope we have a clear sky in Seattle so I can go on my deck and just gaze at it. It will literally be raining stars this weekend. Doesn't that sound fun? And the Gemini's is considered the best meteor shower of the year. And then guess what? We're not done. Monday, we have a new moon And a solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which brings a burst of fresh energy, indicating new changes, uh, new beginnings, but also great changes. And we're not going to realize the full extent of these new beginnings right away. We're going to sow the seeds of it, and then we're going to watch it grow as we go toward the spring. And then very quickly, because I want to get to my guest, and there's just too much astrology, on December 15th, Chiron, the wounded healer, goes direct. On December 17th, Saturn leaves Capricorn and enters Aquarius. I feel like I need to blow party tutors. December 18th, the sun is in the galactic center. Uh, You have to keep listening to my show to understand all this stuff later. On December 19th, the revolutionary energy of black moon Lilith conjuncts the planet of startling things, Uranus. And on December 20th, Jupiter enters Aquarius and Jupiter's been ch- chasing Saturn all year in the sign of Capricorn and finally going to catch her in the sign of Aquarius. And so on December 21st, we have an absolutely spectacular event happening. That's the winter solstice. But we're going to be able to v- view what everyone is calling the Christmas star. This is known as the Great Conjunction. And it's the event where Jupiter and Saturn appear closer in Earth's night sky than they have since 1226 AD, when Genghis Khan was conquering Asia and Europe was still generations away from the Renaissance. So Jupiter has been chasing Saturn all year. He will catch her. And at that point, they will be one degree apart at zero degrees of Aquarius. They will appear to many as one great big star they're very bright by their own rights by the way and it's easily seen uh, by the naked eye and it will truly be the beginning of the age of Aquarius the birth of a new age and um, I'm just saying get ready fasten oh. your seat belts right and what does the age of Aquarius bring It's the age of truth and knowledge, new technology, new ways of doing things. And Aquarius realizes the intrinsic value of each person, and yet it wants to work collectively. So wouldn't it be able to be nice to tap into your intuition and know what was in store for you the rest of 2020 and going into 2021? What kind of a world will we create and what is your role in it? And those are the perfect questions for my guest. So while working as a leader in the technology sector, my guest today, author Kim Chesney, recognized the tremendous role that intuition plays in business and cultural progress. And she set out on a quest to learn everything there is to know about it. And as a result of nearly two decades worth of research and practice, she has developed a powerful system that can anyone can use to tap into their inner wisdom in an extraordinary way. And she lays it all out in her new book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. Welcome to the show, Kim. It's so great to have you. Hi, Loretta. Yep. Hi, look at what I have. Woo-hoo.
0: Yay. for my
1: youtubers here's her book you can just buy it right now
2: just do it your intuition wants you to do it <laughs> your intuition will thank you your intuition will be like thank you finally you're listening to me thank you i'm, I'm
1: so glad to have you on the show it's so timely it really it really is. is timely yeah
2: it is and that was a wonderful introduction i just want to say and um it real all of those things right so you know I, I love all the stuff you were talking about and i love all the stuff with astrology because when you really put it i love i haven't seen it all put together in a package like that yet but when you look at it all i mean this these are extraordinary times like i've i've been studying astrology my whole life and i've never seen anything like this so many so many extraordinary things this conjunction that's happening at the beginning of aquarius these two the two core planets in our evolution in our growth and and it's gonna be so exciting to see how this all translates into into reality and what starts to manifest over the next month, two months, and you know, the future in general. You know, I I
1: love what you said because I feel the same way. And um I I get breathless trying to tell people just December's astrology. Mm-hmm. And then I get asked this all the time what's coming up, Loretta? What is the future got for us? Is next year gonna be like this year? because if it is I'm crawling in a hole and
2: I'm not coming back (laughs) out right (laughs) I'm staying in quarantine I'm not coming out (laughs) right so um intuition
1: what is intuition does everyone have it Mm -hmm.
2: oh yeah how did
1: you get into this yeah
2: so I mean I've I've I think I was just born with a, a natural curiosity. I'm a Scorpio. I have six planets in Scorpio. I was born oh. on Halloween. 12. Oh. So talk about astrology. <laughs> I was made for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was born that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I got this is what it. I was made for. And, and I realized that. And it's, I love that we're talking about astrology because I, I don't get to talk about it a lot because I do really focus on really the more practical side of intuition a lot. But the reality is, intuition has so many different manifestations in the world, and and I really discovered this through astrology in a lot of ways. Because I'll never forget the first time I had an astrology reading done when I was living in England, and just a friend of mine just did just did my chart, and I, I read it with like these ten thousand planets in Scorpio, and scorpion. I was like, oh my god, this explains why I am the way I am. Like I never understood, you know what I mean? Like why was I always doing all these intuitive things and the stuff was happening to me, and I. I didn't understand it. And suddenly it became like, oh, I'm supposed to be this way. This isn't just some weird thing. This is just, this is this is my design and this is my energy. And, and so I was really able to start owning that by, by understanding that it's just, it's part of my path and my purpose. So I think to answer that question the long way around is that, you know, I, I really was just born with a calling for this at a very young age. And a lot of intuitive things happened to me when I was younger, but everyone has intuition. Every single person has it. Um, I think some people are just born a little more open to it, but we can all develop it. You know, I've worked very hard to develop mine. My intuition when I was younger was nowhere in the space that it is now. You know, it's really a, a process of... Of like anything else, like go, we go to school to make our minds smarter, our brains smarter, our intellectual side smarter. Why don't we go to school to make our intuitive mind smarter, our intuitive thinking better, right? So, so that's sort of my mantra is it's time for a reckoning and a rebalancing and, and for us to start very practically and even in a no-woo way of really understanding that our intuitive mind is a complement to our rational mind, not something to be dismissed, something to empower us and lead us to genius and insight that's beyond the mind. I love like 85,000
1: things you just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, number one, I love your enthusiasm about it because obviously I also love this subject, right? Um, but I, I'm thinking to myself, you, you said something and I, I've thought about this a lot through the years because I've been doing what I've been doing a long time and um, <laughs> from since the dark ages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is what I just heard. In my head from the dark ages <laughs> and beyond. Well, maybe right? that's my uh, intuition coming through for you there. <laughs> well, th- yeah, but you know, as children,
1: um, you know, because I came in as an intuitive, sensitive, kind of strange girl, right? And um, I was I was taught as a child that we don't talk about these things, right? Right. Like w- that that isn't real. Like these things over here are real, but that's not real and. Don't talk to people about your imaginary friends, right? You know, mm-hmm. keep, them, keep it to yourself. And I have always had this idea in my, in my mind, I think, even as a little girl, that if we could take children and we could teach them how to tap into their intuition, how to tap into what I call their soul signature, what did they come to do? Who are they? And start at the very beginning with that. What a different mm-hmm. world we would have. Yeah.
2: Right. And now, i you that's what I'm shouting from the rooftops. I mean, that's that's the core. I, this is the stuff that keeps me awake at night when I think, like, it's so important that we that you know, we start encouraging this in young people and younger generations. And because our generations, we we weren't, you know, it was, you know, we were weirdos and that stuff's not real and you can't trust it and all that stuff. So we you know we had to fight that battle. We've had to really, um, you know, allow a, a space for intuition to prove to us and in in a way that's on the fringe. So, But the good news with that is that it's becoming so much more valuable. It's not just a conversation about, you know, our personal development and our spiritual development. It's becoming valuable in practical terms for society because now, you know, we're getting to a point where we've gotten as smart as we can get with our brains. Our machines are going to be smarter than us. We're reaching the singularity. So this whole intellectualism that's reigned for centuries is coming to a point where it's reaching its, its heyday. So now enter intuition. Intuition is going to be this thing, and I've seen it. I've seen it in 10 years in my career. I've worked in technology for 20 years. In the last 10 years, it's getting this, this momentum around intuition. I hear people with PhDs talking about intuition now, people all around the world who are in the creative space realizing that creativity and intuition, these are the forces of the future, and that we need to invest in this because this is what's going to differentiate us from... machines and artificial intelligence and computers and and all of that stuff that's you know we're in the information now and it's important but this is the future this is the next step so intuition is the future in a very practical way too so now what we have working in our favor you know and taking it out of just the quote-unquote woo space is the fact that this is has real economic impact cultural impact social impact and as we become aware of it and recognize it more and more people are able to now see its value from the external side, not just the internal side. Um, I'm thinking when
1: you're talking about quantum theory, you know, quantum mm-hmm. physics and so forth, and I've had, you know, Irvin Laszlo and Amit Goswami and great thinkers like that on my show who have, ha, ha, they're crossing the boundaries now between science and spirituality, yes. which you just did, right? Yeah. Which is these things are, are, are not separate. And also, you um, you touched on something I'd like you to expand on, which is uh, the u- u- unique ability that we have, this intuition is, I'm going to just put it this way, hardwired into us. It's a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, you made such a great point that that is what's going to set us apart from AI in the future, right? Or even mm-hmm. currently, this mm-hmm. ability that we have as humans that untapped potential is what i call it and there's 8000 names for it that we have not been able to access
2: so yes, we absolutely. have
1: yeah so we have been uh, we, we have not been living up to our full potential mm-hmm. um, and i want you to talk more about that because i i think you're like i said you're you're being on the show today i'm, I'm thinking forward and I'm thinking how this can change our world, how this can change our lives. So I'm just going to let you talk for a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, well, to begin with, I like that you brought in quantum physics because I think that it's not a coincidence that it, that we w- are witnessing the rise of intuition following the rise of quantum physics and awareness and realities. Um, you know, 200 years ago, we didn't understand anything about quantum physics. So we didn't really understand that there might be a different way for us to, to think and interact energetically with the universe. I was talk about like regular old thinking as sort of being Newtonian physics. It's, it's linear, it's cause and effect, it's solution oriented, but intuition is like quantum thinking because it, it does the unexpected. It can access the impossible. It can go through wormholes. It can work outside of time and space. So it functions a lot, um, you know, on the principles of quantum reality. So I, I fully expect Um, intuition and this sort of awareness of intuition and our ability to use our intuition more and and wake up to it to parallel this understanding of the quantum universe and and our interaction with it so um, there's definitely a connection between I don't know if we were ready I don't know if we were ready to to live up to our potential until now you know I think that it's been an evolutionary process and and, you know, I think maybe in a certain way, centuries ago, centuries ago, back at the dawn of civilization, I think we probably were more intuitive then, but we didn't have these brilliant minds that we have now, right? So it's all, it's all this process of sort of balancing the yin and the yang. We went out, we got really smart. It took us centuries, but we are so smart and we can do really smart stuff. But now we realize, okay, there's this other thing that we forgot to develop along the way. We're just focusing on this and there's all this stuff we got to we got to bring back. And it's kind of a reckoning. Right where it's coming back together and a rebalancing, and and also something that's that's on the rise along with that is femininity and women reclaiming our power and our place. So so all of those things, it's no coincidence that when we look back, you know, two hundred years from now, we're going to look at this century and this time as all of this collective rise and change. And we're really riding this swell, even if we're not aware of it in the moment, we're riding a big a big swell of change.
1: Yeah. Um- I'm thinking when you're talking that, yeah, we used to live, as we say, closer to the earth before all this technology, right, where maybe I had to pay attention to my intuition, like where was I going to be able to find food or water or Mm -hmm. so forth, and yeah, as we have... civilized ourselves we like to think of it that way yeah. although we yeah. might have de-civilized ourselves right mm-hmm. and and i
2: like civilized
0: ourselves <laughs> <Over-civilized>, <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: but we always have our, our our noses in a in a screen or in technology somewhere so if someone is trying to access their intuition right what is some advice you could give them is how do we how do we get back to that like how do we bring that forward you know, because that's really what your book is about. And I want to, I don't mean to interrupt, but mm -hmm. this book is, is not just a read about intuition. we haven't even really talked about your title yet, but it's a, it's a how to book. Like it's a instructions really. Yeah.
2: It's a doing book. You know, I want everybody to be able to experience it for themselves. Right. Like that's the point is, you know, don't take it for me. You you read this book and you will experience it yourself and your intuition will prove itself to you. that book is there just as a guide to lead you to your own intuition and your own truth um so yeah so i think it's the what was the original question i know we were going i don't know this. myself <laughs> i had something I had, to say I had, I I had 20, to what it was yeah, yeah. uh let me backtrack. before we were talking about the book we were talking about yeah. um ah <laughs>
1: We were talking well, about the evolution of consciousness, and we were talking about how we may have been closer to intuition at one point, and now it's coming back. We're having
2: to bring it back, right. Mm-hmm. right? Right. So we're we're reclaiming that space, and you know we're moving into a new place where, um, you know, we have an opportunity to to rebalance our minds. And I think part of this whole process right now is, oh, you asked me how we can how we can start to take that first step. And I think what I was going to say is you, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about this idea of being um, civilized, right? Because that's like a big thing. So, so civilization, it, you, know, was, you know, that happened, right? We, we, we moved away from that earth connection and that local small connection and moved into this place where the mind started to categorize things, started to figure things out. We had industry, we had farming, agriculture, all these things that the mind created. And we've really seen it come to its heyday right now at this moment in time. And the fact that the technology, we are consumed by it. You know, we have our devices on us all the time. So so the question is, right, think about this. How do we reconnect with our intuition? Well, the point, the, the answer is that we've gotten so far away from it, particularly in our technology and our busy lives, that the answer now is to step back. So the first thing I always tell people to do when they want to reconnect with their intuition is create more white space in your life. Put your phones down, you know, even if you have to put it on your calendar, an hour a day, half hour a day, time alone, time with nature, time you know with yourself, these are so important uh, parts of our everyday life that they've just gotten lost. So many of us have no time for ourselves. We're parents and we're both working and we're you know out there serving the world and trying to take care of ourselves in the process, and we we don't have that time for ourselves to reconnect. So so that's the first and most important thing is that shift that step back from that busy life that step back from our technology that step back from that hamster wheel, which, which we see so much embodied in this movement of mindfulness, right? So mindfulness right. teaches us to be present, to be still, to, to meditate. Meditation is great. You know, if you can do it, it's great. If you can't just being alone with yourself in the quiet of your mind and, and having that peace is wonderful <laughs> because it's in that silence that our intuition starts to speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm only chuckling because
1: um. You know, I do a lot to help people uh, get meditation, and people will say, "Loretta, it doesn't shut up, right?" Like <laughs> up here, the mind. I'm like, "Okay, be quiet now," and it's like, "No, I don't think so. Nope. I have 25 things to think about, right?"
2: <laughs> yes, the mind has a mind of its own, right? That that chatterbox, that's the enemy of our intuition because it's being so loud and noisy that you know it wants to drown it out. So if we can find whatever we can do to make that turn off is the secret to starting to hear that inner voice. Well, I, I quite often say, well, it's mindfulness is the, just the mind full of mess. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's funny, yeah, seriously. Because yeah, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to be full of our minds. So it's kind of a, you know, the term mindfulness is kind of a, it's kind of counterintuitive because we want to actually get, get rid of our minds and be in a place of no mind. Because it's in no mind place that then we become in the intuition place, right? So. So that's the, that's the, shift, and I, you know, I talk about this shift from mindfulness into insightfulness, and I think yeah. that's part of what we're doing right now. You know, we're, yeah. we're getting into the space, we're becoming mindful. And as we're becoming mindful, then we can finally start to live with this insightfulness as our intuition guides us in every moment with ideas and inspiration and guidance and all of these different things, ways that our intuition speaks to us to help us live our best life.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and take a little station break. This is Loretta Brown. My guest today is Kim Chesney. We're talking about her book, Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. And I love this conversation. It's one of my favorite subjects in the whole world, in the universe, you know, mm-hmm. and i um, So, yeah, don't go away. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about the four intuitions and a little bit more about how you can tap into your very own inner power. Thanks.
0: Energy is powerful, it's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. And stay tuned. Coming up next is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. Loretta decided to take the day off. So until then, we're encoring a show back from December. She did with Kim Chesney and joined the intuition revolution.
1: Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my guest, Kim Chesney. We're talking about radical intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. And I always recommend, you know, you just go and get, get the book. Now it's got all kinds of wonderful information in there and it's got exercises that will help you develop your own intuition. And really isn't that what we want, right? Because you want to be able to direct your life and live from a higher place. Um, kim in your book you talk about the four types of intuition what are they how do they work how'd you come up with this
2: yeah so this is kind of an all new way of looking at intuition so with radical intuition we wanted to create this sort of um broad brush understanding of intuition the big picture right because if you go out on the street you probably know you talk to people about intuition everybody has a different idea of what it is Some people's like, oh, it's a gut feeling. It's like a knowing. It's like a psychic experience or like creativity, inspiration. So there's so many different ways that we can experience and work with our intuition. So in in this book, I wanted to touch on all of those types and really find an understanding of why there were so many different manifestations of intuition and how we can understand them and make sense of those many different ways that we all experience it in our own unique way. Um, so I, I, I spent a lot of time researching this and a lot of time experimenting. And what resonated with me intuitively was really the model that Carl Jung uses, you know, in his Myers-Briggs and a lot of his, his work yeah, yeah. with the four foundations of consciousness. So it's And it all, in the end, boils down to the very simple age-old four elements. We can also apply this to astrology, by the way, but the age, the elements of body, mind, heart, and spirit. Right. And so so when you think of intuition as as communicating with us or connecting with us through those four elements, which is our primary elements of being in this world. So with our intuition, it can speak to us through our body and physical intuition. Our bodies talk to us. You know, when you when you talk with, you know, on the psychic side, you'll hear about the five clairs and the psychic vision and the psychic hearing. That's all physical intuition. That's all the different ways that we can use our intuition and understand our intuition through the sensory input from our bodies. Um, The second type of intuition, I call mindful intuition. And that's really the way that our intuition interacts with our mind. And the archetype for that is the sage. So you think of using your intuition to make smart choices, to channel that guidance and inner wisdom from a higher place so that you can direct your life, right? Use the, the mind in a, in a, in an intuitive way, not just in that rational intellectual way. So so we can work with that on decision-making, right? And that's so important as we, as we make choices in our life. Um, and then the third type is um, what I call visionary or creative intuition. And this is where our intuition inspires us and moves us and calls us to our passion, right? So we all have those callings inside. and We, we know we're meant to do these things in the world, or we know that we have an idea that we need to share or get out there. All The, the way that intuition wants to move us, and it's the intuition of the heart, right? So it's, it's not heart in terms of my need emotions. Like I love this person so much and I, I need to be with them. Not that kind of heart, but the heart is in, then I have this life and radiance inside me that I need to share with the world. And I have a passion to understand it and a passion to share it and a passion to connect with other human beings about these different things. So, so it's a really transformational part of intuition. And you see People like people, someone like Steve Jobs, I always use as a great example of visionary intuition, because he was able to come up with these unique things that nobody ever did. He was an innovator, but he was also very inspired by and followed his heart and trusted his intuition. He was a huge intuition advocate. Um, So so it's a real opportunity, this type of intuition to bring real change into the world, whatever your passion is, it's your ability to get out there and bring change into the world. And then finally, the fourth type of intuition is the archetype of the mystic. And this is that spiritual or transcendental intuition that we talk about when we're having those experiences that take us beyond the, the reality of this time and space and allow us to connect with life and God and the universe in these really extraordinary ways that remind us that we're, that we're something more and, and we're more than, than what the world has really taught us all these years. Um,
1: I love these four. Um categories that you have, these four intuitions. And I'm also listening to you take it into different uh, perspectives. And I was thinking about something you said earlier in the show, and it was like, y- you were born this way. And for you to finally get to the point in your life where you could just simply embrace it, accept it, and present it, um, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's so freeing. And I'm, I'm I'm thinking about my listeners who, you know, so many people are like, well i'm this way but i don't want to tell anybody or right. if i'm intuitive i have to be like this mystical mm-hmm. person and your your teachings your the way that you talk about this is intuition is really a part of our life it can be very practical and it can be mystical right mm-hmm. so Absolutely. the you have a test in here in your book right a little quiz uh, for people to take so they can figure out what what their yep. primary I- intuition is would it suppose is you might say. yeah
2: okay yeah it really helps them mm-hmm. to understand which pathways are most open you know and I love that you brought up the idea that you know we're talking about like you know we are we are all unique human beings we all have different paths and different purposes and part of the job of intuition is to reconnect us with ourself and our truth so that we really discover who we are so the the biggest part of this intuitive process is self discovery is understanding what we are what and what we are made to do and and then owning that right and not being afraid not being able to like have to put on a different hat for each person we know in our life because we haven't fully become authentic so this process of authenticity is so important with intuitive development because it allows you really to step into your truth and then and own it in the world not try to be other people because a lot of the times we all get stuck we've all gone through those journeys where we don't really know who we are and we're trying to figure it out so we're trying this thing on and trying that thing on and you know eventually we realize it's not really us and you know it's good to learn some things but that's you know what i mean it's failing forward in, in these little ways so to speak but um when we reconnect with that inner knowing and that intuition it helps to take us straight back to that source and really align with our path and you know, we don't waste our time as much going down wrong paths or, 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 you know, trying on things that don't belong to us. So it's so important in this process to discover really who we are and then live that life in the world. Um, I
1: I quite often have people who will come to me and I can, I'm, I'm already sensing probably the listeners are experiencing this to where they're thinking you know, I've been doing this job for a while and I've never really been comfortable in it. Like there's a part yeah. of me that's always sort of tugging on me to go do this crazy thing. And so is that our
2: intuition? Absolutely. And, you know, and it's important to know, like, you know, and I personally can relate to that because, you know, I actually I had this great career in technology and I was really you know, until like three years ago, I was at the top of my game. I was being invited to speak internationally. I was working with like super smart people and it was such a wonderful job and I loved it. Um, but there was this part inside of me that I had been hearing for years that was telling me that I had something else to do. You know, I wanted to write this book. I wanted to teach intuition and, and it had been there sort of nagging at me for while I was doing all this other stuff. And, and I had so I had this sort of inner dissonance for a while. And, And what I would like to tell people, and I wish I had really knew then, in hindsight, it's clear that sometimes we have these callings even before it's time for us to act on them, right? Our intuition will be there and it'll just be like that little voice in the back. Like, you know what? There's still something more. Don't get too caught up in this because there's something else for you. There's something else uh, coming ahead. And meanwhile, you might just be learning things that you need right now for that journey, right? You might be setting that foundation up and not even realize it. And that was the case with me, you know, whereas I felt this dissonance when really all those things I was doing in technology is so important to the work I'm doing now. And I couldn't do this work now if I hadn't done that work. So sometimes it's a process. And when the time is right, when the time to make that intuitive leap and, and, and do it is right, you'll know it. You'll know it and you'll feel it stronger and things in the outside world will conspire with you instead of against <laughs> you and things will happen, right? So- it, it's okay if you're feeling that and and it's not the time but but just to know that that's real and that's a real calling and to honor it and to be to know that one way or the other you're preparing for when that next step comes
1: well and there's something in that too about learning to trust your intuition um mm-hmm. because it may be going against logic or what
2: anybody else thinks you should be doing right like what it usually you- is <laughs> Most of the time it's like that fine line between intuition and madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what, yeah. what do you what do you think you're doing? Like what? Right. Yeah. Like I love that quote. Uh I think it was might have been Gandhi who said it. It was like, they, first they call you crazy until you succeed. And then they call you a genius. Right? <laughs> that, that's how it is. They're like is crazy. Why is he doing that? And then like, oh, eventually it's like, oh my gosh, that was actually a stroke of genius. And we just didn't realize it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm also being with the fact that intuition can lead you step by step. Like sometimes you'll have a quote vision of where you're going or a sense of it. But you know, when we talk to very successful people, they quite often say, "Well, I didn't actually know I was
2: going to no end up here, right? Absolutely, but, but I knew I was going this way, right? Absolutely, and that's so important. I'm so glad you brought that up because with intuition, it really is about trusting that next step. Because we all might have a vision, you know, we might know we have a calling, but you know, life isn't always going to give us what we expect. So, so it's so important, first of all, just to trust it and take those next steps wherever your intuition's calling. Because your intuition's not going to lead you astray. It's once what's best for you. It's never going to deceive you. So if you can get into that place of trust and you know, you're following it just to that next step, even though the route might be counterintuitive, might get you out of your comfort zone. It will, it might, it's not that it might, it will, it will 100% get you out of your comfort zone because that's what intuition is about. It's about taking us to new frontiers, allowing us to grow and evolve and change. And we don't do that in the comfort zone. We don't do that in our safe space with everything we know. So so we're going to have to take some detours and we're going to have to put ourselves out there a little bit if we're really ready to discover that that path, right? So so I love that you brought that up. And it's so important just to wherever you're at, your intuition will give you that next step. It doesn't matter you know, where you are on your path. Just follow intuition on that very next step and you'll get where you need to go ultimately.
1: You know, I'm thinking about how intuition shows up in different ways, um, uh, big ways and little ways, right? Because I think your idea is for us to be able to be accessing our intuition all the time, right? Like I don't need mm-hmm. to go into a meditative state, you know, it might be a good training ground to yes. be able to quiet the self, yes. but there are times when like, I'm thinking of my own life where one night I was, I was driving my car really late and I stopped. It, it was too early in the morning to be out and about. And I stopped my car at the stoplight. And all of a sudden I had this very clear direction, I suppose you might say it was just kind of a thought like you need to lock your door right now. And Mm. I reached over and locked my door just as somebody with a knife was trying to open my car door. Wow. Yeah. And it was a great story. Yeah. And I was so startled. And I was like, and then the next thing I know, I was out of there, right? I just took off. But um, that's one of those things where it came through so loud. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. without a thought on my part, like if I'd have had enough time
2: to think about it, I might have argued mm-hmm. with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that and that is yeah. that's such a wonderful story because because into that's the thing intuition comes through sometimes we don't even recognize it you know it just comes through in that quick thing out of nowhere and the fact that you were you know just open enough to just go do it and listen and not have that sort of mental conversation about nah I'm fine right because like when we talk. Our, famous last words. I didn't listen to my intuition. You know what I mean? Like, it's so important to listen to that. So, well, and
1: and you have a great story in, in your book too, about a woman, um, Mm. and, and the police, right. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. The Jessica story is great. She, she had a, she had a very similar story where she was, um, she was walking home from, work and it was like midnight and she's in DC and she was a yoga teacher and but she was by evening she was a barista and she was she was walking home and she just had this feeling that something wasn't right and there was a police car up ahead with it you know it was in dupont circle so there was like people everywhere in restaurants and but, but she lived a few blocks away she said, I should just ask that police cars to drive me home. And she just had that thought. And it was like, what? that's a weird thought. Why would I do that? That's crazy. Why would I? And, and, and she's like, no, I'm fine. She, she did that exact thing. She talked herself out of it. She said she was fine. She's like, I'm strong. I'm kickboxing. If anybody messes with me, I can fight. All these things, the mind is trying to rationalize that crazy thought to go talk to that cop. So she didn't and you know a few minutes later she noticed that there was a man walking behind her and eventually she turned down the street near her home and it was a a darker street and she was attacked and brutally attacked very brutally attacked so this is this is a this is a very sad story and, and a tragic story but not as tragic as it could be because she was she was fine and she lived um because a neighbor heard but you know the two takeaways there's two really important takeaways from this is that you know the one is that when she was going through this whole process, one of, the, one of the things she used to rationalize not listening to her intuition was that the universe will protect me. She said, uh, I'll be fine. The universe yeah. will protect me. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a yoga teacher. Like, it's, I'm going to be fine. Well, what she didn't realize is that the universe was already trying to protect her with her intuition. Right. That insight, that, that was the universe protecting her. And she missed that. Right. And by saying that, that you, know, you know what I mean? It's, it was that, that moment that the universe was reaching out that she missed. And then the other the other important thing was that if she had gone and done that crazy thing and got in that car, she would have never known that she was right, right? right? You know, right. unless that guy like axe murdered people and she saw it in the news, she never would have got that validation. She probably would have thought, oh, gone the rest of her life thinking I was like so crazy that night. So, but so that's what I realized. But we just have to get in that place of trust with our intuition and know that our intuition up here knows everything, right? It's not. we we only can see what's around us but our intuition knows everything and if we just start to live in that state of trust and realize that you know we don't always know why uh, we don't always have the reasons but if we live in that trust we will be better off and be safer and happier and more fulfilled and all of that stuff so for the listeners and
1: and even for us those are dramatic stories of intuition But in your book, you also bring this down to a very practical application, which is let's say that I'm trying to figure out whether to, you know, take job A or job B or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, eat celery or, or, you Mm -hmm. know, a a hamburger, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so how can, how can I tap into intuition for that sort of a thing?
2: Yeah. So, you know, getting into that space, first of all, where your intuition can speak, create a lifestyle I call of insightfulness, where you have more moments, you know, being more present, um, allowing your your intuition to speak, and then really being aware, first of all, of those thoughts, ideas, feelings, and impressions that come to you out of nowhere. That's the signature of your intuition, right? If you've been thinking about something, eh, it's probably not your intuition. Sometimes you'll get an insight pop in there, but if you're just walking down the street and an idea pops in your head or a solution to a problem pops in your head, or um, just, just some strange, like creative thought comes into your head. Those are the things that you have to really honor and say, okay, so that came from somewhere. It's not just some random crazy thing that I picked up on the, in the ethers that came to me for a reason. So starting to honor those things as real, a real, a real thinking process is real information that's coming to you that that should be honored and and actually in a way that's even more profound than the things we create because our mind is flawed and our rational uh, decisions don't have the big picture, but our intuition does. So, so there's a lot of exercise in the book. Um, and that's the thing, like we said, it's a doing book. So in the book, I have these practices that you can do every day. Yay. You can do them every day, and 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 start to get into this place of insightfulness and journaling, and and um, you know working and paying attention to your intuition. It's like energy flows where the attention goes. So, where if you start to acknowledge your intuition and honor it and become aware of it, it will be more um, fluid and present in your life at every moment. Um, I
1: love what you're saying because I'm thinking to myself that a lot of the things that, that stand, or I should say, the thing in and I think you point this out in your, in your book that really stands in our way is fear. And, yes. and we get really afraid. And when we get afraid, we don't think so clear. We start to grind and go on that wheel. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have a great chart in here. You've got several of them. But on page 99, you've got this chart that's like, how do you tell the difference between your intuition and you call it your non-intuition? <laughs> I call it the voice of ridiculousness talking in your mm-hmm. head right the mind right. full of nussness. right right
2: right so how exactly. do we how do we tell the difference <laughs> yeah and i call it non-intuition because there's there's less like a bucket of so many different things you know because <laughs> there's not just one voice in our head and people are like oh i've listened to my inner voice well we have to make sure we're listening to the right inner voice first of all because We have that we have that critic, right? We have our ego. We have that voice that's like telling us all those wrong things. We have our fears. We have our wishes. So there's all of this like muck, like this nest, like you said. There's all this nest in here where it's telling us all these different things that mostly comes from the outside world and you know, other people's voices that are in our head and and our conditioning and all that stuff. So so this intuition process is about reconnecting to your true north, which is your true solid, still voice within you. So, so that's really that shift, right, that, that we want to do is, 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 is turn off the rest of the world and reconnect with our singular true voice.
1: I love that. I just love it. And I, I love the, the fact that you're making this available to everybody. Everybody can read it. Everybody can do the exercises. Everybody can start tapping into that. And it's so appropriate to the age of Aquarius we're stepping into in this new way of doing things and opening our minds up to this, you know, to who we tr- truly be on planet Earth. So yeah. where did you come up with your title, Radical Intuition? Why is it radical?
2: <laughs> so yeah, so we thought about it. I was talking in New Library with the publisher. We're like, what, you know, what do we what do we want to how do we want to wrap this up and 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 explain it to people? And, you know, I've been talking for years about this idea of this intuition revolution that I, you know, I saw happening in the creative worlds and technology worlds and spiritual worlds and all of these places. And so we, we like this idea of a radical intuition as being this holistic approach to intuition that ultimately leads us to withdraw from the outside world. To and it's radical because We're no longer going to subscribe to everything the world's telling us about ourselves, all of our conditioning, all of the illusion, all that stuff. It's time to just say, okay, great. You're there. I'm not buying into that. I'm going to turn into myself. I'm going to trust myself. I know what I'm made for. The world doesn't know what I'm made for. I know me. The world doesn't know me. The world tells me things it knows, bits and pieces about me, but only I know me. So it's this radical shift. Of actually learning to trust that real voice inside you and know that it's real. And, and, and you know what I mean? It's not just some little woo saying, I'm going to like trust myself and know myself. No, you, it's really a real thing yeah. that we can do. We really can know that part with, with a solid ground. And when you start to live that way, your life changes and it can create radical change in our lives and in the world around us by the way that we follow our intuition and act and create in the world.
1: Yeah, I think it becomes uh, sort of exemplary and invites others to do it too. Right. Yeah. I'm exactly. also I'm also thinking about the difference between, you know, people talk a lot about following their heart. And mm-hmm. I, I find that they're quite often following their emotional heart or they're following yes. their their what they want. And they think mm-hmm. that, that what they want is what their heart
2: wants them to right. have. And right. Yeah, if you want to comment on that, that'd be great. Yeah that that's that's one of the things I do touch on them in the book too because that's the thing you know I think when people say follow their heart and trust your heart and heart-centered living all this stuff we're talking about what they're really talking about is intuition they mean to say our higher heart that part of ourselves that is our is our truth and our destiny and and our calling and our freedom and our our true humanity right like that's the stuff that we want to follow But we get confused and we're like, oh, you know, we're going to follow my heart. I know I like, I'm so in love with that person. I'm going to follow my heart and stalk them and love me back. Right. right? Like that's not following your heart. (laughs) That's what we don't want to do. (laughs) The the stalker's heart. Anyway,
1: the needy heart.
2: Yeah. The needy heart. We don't want to follow that. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: we're down to just a very short period of time. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about Intuition Lab and what you're doing and how people
2: can access you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I started that about three years ago. This has been where we've really been hacking intuition exploring. It's a wonderful community. I offer uh, group coaching and live programs and self-study programs to help everybody to ignite their intuition and really go into this place of radical intuition where we withdraw with our world and center on ourselves. And we do have a new program launching in January that we're open for enrollment right now. So if you're really into just, you know, resetting in January and getting back to ourselves and just, you know, joining a community because we're all locked down and want to make new friends and, uh, and and spend some time working on our lives and rebuilding for the day when we get back in action and all of this is behind us. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful community. And I love it. I'm there. I'll be there. And I love working with people to, to develop their intuition. It's my passion. So you can go to intuition-lab.com to check that out if you want to learn more. So what does your intuition tell you about 2021? I think I think that is this is growing pains. These are the growing pains we're going through, but I I think it's we're going to be off to a fresh start and there's a lot of opportunity to rebuild in a really positive and transformational ways.
1: Thank you so much. This is Loretta Brown, Thank my you. guest today, Kim Chesty, Radical Intuition, a revolutionary your inner power we're in the energy of revolution and evolution and then find hey loretta can you say that kim name chesney one
0: more time or... of the book say that name one more time of the radical
1: book. intuition a revolutionary guide to using your inner power by kim chesney perfect thank you thank you thank you so much kim blessings and love to you and blessings. everybody out there <laughs> Woohoo! be careful <laughs> buckle up <laughs>